Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, that's all for you, Luke Skywalker, Skywalker, whatever, forget. And don't you forget it. What's going on? You What's got, go- uh, well, no, i tell you what, I, I've been wearing this, and I've had to. Let me get it off here. Ah! Need some help? You good? Or? Uh, yeah, okay. The air quality has been horrendous. Oh, yeah. And I try to follow that, and, and along with the weather, which yeah. is... Uh, yeah, if you're out there oh, mid-days, it lasts several days, uh, it's, uh, you know, what, like... From like nine yeah. to like five in the afternoon, it's just brutal. You just can't uh, walk around out there. And I can tell a lot of difference too yeah. uh, when I put this on and when I don't. Just I don't you know feel what it difference? is. It's just the air is mm-hmm. thick. The only problem with it is that uh, it's a little bit uh, a little bit skittish about wearing it in public, like you know, driving in the car. Yeah, what, what people? Or I wanted to wear it when I, we take the dogs for a walk uh-huh. every morning. I haven't for the last week because right. of the weather. Of the temperatures, but uh, I'm afraid I'd, I'd get arrested. But it works, though. I mean, you, you oh, feel yeah. a difference. Yeah, it's a nice, simple little thing. Uh, you know, one of those Amazons yeah. bits. Well, uh, but well, I'm afraid. I, I figured it out, though. I wore it this morning, coming up in the car, and I figured what I'll do if I get pulled over, you know, by a policeman saying, you know, what's this guy wearing a mask for? He must have pulled off some bit of skullduggery. <laughs> I would simply say, officer, I'm a member of uh, Antifa. <laughs> the uh, uh, what progressive goon squad, and I'm cruising around. I'm looking for an elderly person with a Trump hat on to beat up. <laughs> and the officer says, "Well, okay, sir. Well, uh, you know, go, go right ahead." <laughs> now the officer is probably, uh, you know, churning in uh, <laughs> embarrassment. Yeah. But again, orders are orders, and as we know in Portland, the mayor and the police chief ordered the officers to let these people beat up yeah. people. So I don't know. I, I haven't heard of that happening in New Jersey. Well, one more day of your mask. Uh, the weather's going to break tomorrow after thunderstorms tonight, and it should be a nice, dry, cooler weekend for you so you can put the mask away from uh, That's what they all say. You know, July was the... Uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't believe anybody. July was the, uh, again, warmest month the world has witnessed since record-keeping began more than a century ago. That's from the European Union's climate change service not only around this area but the whole but, world but worldwide yeah, so wow. people argue about climate change I, I, I don't know why there's an art what I do understand is commercial reasons there's no doubt that there is chi- uh, climate change and there's been climate change I guess for what uh, what how old is there four billion years right well the glacier used to come down this far south oh, yeah, right so yeah. it's been changing we'd be under sure. two miles of ice yeah back in uh, what uh, 12,000 mm-hmm. BC yeah. or 12,000 years well anyway in the same same general area but it always happens but, but I think the question is the debate is are we abetting it are we helping it hmm. or uh, what is the percentage of blame for it right. uh, what we're doing and I think certainly we're not doing anything to help it on the other hand we're in one of these well, these terrible double binds if we follow the stringent course of trying to uh, deal with this, our share of it, and cut it back, then we are going to mess up the world economy. Mm, right, so you got to, uh, I guess... So, do people to eat find a happy or swelter, I, right. I guess, is, is the thing there. I've, I've had this thing about climate change and things. Recycling. Do you, do you think recycling or lack thereof has uh, an effect on any sort of climate change? I don't know. The recycling, again, see, everything becomes commercial ultimately. I'm getting notice now from the local recycling people 
that there are certain things that you used to be able to recycle that you can't anymore because the, uh, the Chinese aren't buying it. Mm. So much of the stuff that we recycle ends up being bought by the Chinese. Now the Chinese are getting very picky mm. about what they get. Because uh, I mean, because just here in this country, I, I obviously a lot of areas have mandatory recycling mm-hmm. privately, private recycling. But I, I'm not noticing like commercial widespread commercial like offices I mean maybe there's some voluntary offices that have a recycling Mm. program or recycling officer but I mean widespread how much commercial waste is not recycled cans, bottles uh, plastics yeah but there's got to be a lot of it going on because look at how many how many uh, things do you get that say made from recycled material there's a little uh, icon that they have there Yeah. so let's see all right Let's hear from you. This is what we're here for. Any questions you have or comments, you want to uh, you want to say something, you want to poke a stick in our cage, it's all fair game. Uh, Steve Krauss. Steve says we call climate change Mother Nature. No such thing as man-made climate change. I think that's right, but we I think we have man-abetted uh, climate change. What we're doing in addition, there are books. I have a book. I haven't gotten that far into it. Uh, that deals on uh, warming. And okay. it goes through the historic times that we know about when there's been warming. Matter of fact, we are here because of global warming, in a sense, because we came out of the Ice Age. Right. And uh, life was terrible uh, up through most of the so-called Dark Ages, getting into the Middle Ages, and it started warming up hmm. right. in about the 8th, 9th, 10th centuries. And that opened it up to agriculture. Yeah. So you could grow more food, more people could eat, therefore people were reproducing. Right. And... Uh, that was because the the climate had warmed up. The, the ground was soft enough that you could actually plow it. Somebody invented a real working plow instead of a fork stick that you <laughs> jammed at the Get earth with. Uh, talking about that sort of a th- I, I, interesting story, and I mentioned this this morning when we were what, communicating. A world leader has come up with a surefire cure for environmental problems, and uh, this was the. I'm, I'm going to read this the way it is. Uh, the president of Brazil, whose name is Jair Bolsonaro, was responding to people criticizing the deforestation of the Amazon. You know how that is. Their their commercial interests are are killing the trees, which are in return uh, being bereft of oxygen that they produce, which eventually end up people think could kill us. Now, of all the solutions we have and all these green uh, proposals and plans we have, this is the one that may actually work. Hmm. And I say that because I have, of course, all respect for world leaders, and of course this man is. Here is what he said, being criticized for not stopping some of the environmental uh, vandalism, if you want, that's going on. His proposal, and I'm just going to read this now, I, I didn't come up with this, he said... If people would poop every other day, it would be best for the whole world. <laughs> I wish I could. Uh, <laughs> but think about that now. What if that be mandatory? They have the poop police out, uh, or, or else you get it divided up into even days and odd days, that, that, like the old nice. gasoline okay. rationing. Your turn today. Your turn today. <laughs> I always got a kick out of that. You know, scatological things. I grew up kind of in a rural area. Mm-hmm. So scatological things, uh, what humor of the farm <laughs> is, is always there. But I always got a kick out of this uh, th- this thing that the ozone layer was being depleted, part mm-hmm. of this, what we're talking about, the environmental destruction. 
by sheep flatulence, which I notice now the United Nations came out asking people to eat less meat. And because they said that, that having all of these animals around, they put it, they called it belching. <laughs> hey, belching, uh, somebody no. <laughs> tell them on there. <laughs> you go belch on a crowded elevator, <laughs> you do it the real way, nobody pays any attention. You do it the other way. Right. And don't do it in church. You, you, or in church, you've got a problem. You've got a real, you sit in own pew, as Confucius said. But I, again, uh, I just, if bovine belching destroyed the ozone layer how come there wasn't a huge hole over the american midwest when we had what 20 million buffalo right roaming the plains back yeah. in the old days they, for they, they centuries could, they could belch it up too they right? could sure do it and i just get this uh, you must imagine what it sounded like <laughs> sound like a choir probably you, you think a thunderstorm was going uh, off key now here's here's something another thought that i i led to there that maybe the president of Brazil was misquoted. And the reason I say that, there are a couple incidents, Bob, you may remember, in which American uh, English was misquoted when translated into uh, Spanish or the Latins. Right. One was the Chevy Nova. This is real. Uh, the General Motors, <laughs> remember that? I know General Motors decided this, yeah. they were going to market the Nova, N-O-V-A, <laughs> the Nova, in, in Central and Latin America. Because it was a it was a good little small car, and they had crowded cities, so maybe it would maneuver better. It was economical to run. All these big signs up with a picture of the car and Nova, but nobody bought one because and they couldn't figure out why. Because because Nova translated means no go, no go. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, and it's my favorite. Purdue was going to market chickens. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that no, one? No, no. Purdue was going to market chickens, and they had this. So either the people who translate this have a great sense of humor, or uh, they, they, they are somewhat incompetent. But here was the translation. Purdue, the slogan that they had at the time that you might remember is, it takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. Tender chicken, right. Well, it came out on these big billboards in, in Latin America. It takes a tough man to... There was a very naughty word, a tender chicken. <laughs> Something I don't think Frank Purdue one, yeah. ever did. Uh, so uh, I, I'm not sure about that. Let me like, hey, let's talk. Let's hear from some people here. Uh, this is from Vaughn. All the pressure on automakers, yet meanwhile all the jets are spewing incredible emissions. Yeah, this point. is this is correct. Don't you love those politicians that go to these uh, environmental uh, summits? Yes, yes. On their private Learjets? Yeah. And who are doing gallons and gallons of jet and, fuel into and the here, atmosphere? We had one time Nancy Pelosi, when she was speaker the first time, had a comment or, or commanded for herself some big, large military jet right. that burned huge amounts of fuel, mm -hmm. and she would ride it all alone to California and back right. every weekend. And yet, yet it begs to ask the question: yeah. Couldn't you have flown commercial? Yeah, Al, oh, Al Gore. This this is a great one too. He is the great uh, what Marmadon of, of, of yeah. conservation, and, and the. Uh, he was going to speak at a meeting in Sweden, okay. and it was in the winter. Okay, she's 
And when he went into the building to speak, he was in there for two hours, left his car running in the parking lot the whole time. <laughs> so it would be warm when he got out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a, that is a big hypocrisy there. Here's a good one. Kelly says, we have no clue how to really recycle. Half the stuff we put in recycling bins can't be used. Right, this is good, correct. That's a good point, Kelly. This is correct. And, and, the, and the terrible things that people put in there, they're abandoned uh, kitty litter boxes. Right. Uh, and you can see especially some of these... A condo or apartment complexes. If you look at the dumpster, people throw everything in there. They just see it's the thoughtlessness. But there are so many things. I've seen a couple of uh, stories where there's so many things that can be recycled that aren't because people don't understand. I mean, you know, cardboard. But you have to take the time to sort it out. And a lot of towns don't have the capacity to accept all of these recyclable products. Well, I mean, lucky they take cans and paper. It, it's just the total, what, indifference of people yeah. that they can mess up the whole program. Yeah. You know, we, I, I watched a piece, and they were showing some of the stuff that people pulled out of it on an assembly line in a recycling right. plant. Well, they, they came out with more stuff taken off that belt yeah. than ended up uh, on it. That's true. You know, we, uh, we lost our uh, station recycling uh, officer several years ago, remember? Joe Bradford? Oh, yes. Joe was a one-man recycling team. He used to come in, and, I mean, the station didn't have any policies or uh-huh. no laws that you needed to have one, but Joe in- instituted his own, and yeah. every day he'd go through the station and pick up all newspapers. He'd go through people's waste baskets mm-hmm. and pick up uh, papers and things like that. I mean, uh, the guy was just incredible with, with what he did. And we used to chuckle at him. However, yeah. unless everybody was like that, you're not going to get right. anywhere with the That's recycling. Right. I guess it what helps What do you do some. when he's on vacation? I mean, uh, but he, he did his yeah. part, and it's just a shame that well, more people don't do that. Dead animals people throw in there? Really? You know, their cat dies, oh, yeah. they toss it. Oh, yes, they oh, found man. things like that in there. Poof. The bank, one of the banks that I had an account at, because I used to be able to take my change in and put it in a machine free, and it come out, they stopped that. Because of the stuff people were putting in that, oh, instead of money, they had they had dead mice. Uh, oh, well, anyway, things yeah. that you can't really Incredible. mention. Let's see, Antonio changes the subject a little bit. Antonio says, uh, "Oh, and a few other people too." Want to know if you have thoughts on schools charging for after-school activities oh, and yeah, sports? Yeah, Bill and I were talking about that on the other this morning. You, you uh, handled that because, because, because I'm not well, that familiar. But we were with talking it. about what you want to talk about. You want to get to the property taxes and yeah. the uh, the disgrace of that uh, hundred-plus-year-old lady from mm-hmm. Cranford. But then Bill went to the next uh, level. and says, "Yeah, and and a lot of these school districts today. He took a lot of calls about them charging for school activities, mm-hmm. for cheerleading, for uh, a, a sport, for uh, robotics." It, it's costing hundreds yeah. of, of dollars, maybe a couple of times, a couple of thousand dollars for parents to pay for these school activities in addition to what you're paying in these astronomical property taxes. I think That's my, what Antonio is referring to. My immediate response yeah. is that there is so much waste in the education industry that these things could be easily covered. Right. But you can't because the waste is locked in in contracts of one sort or another, purchasing uh, benefits, right. uh, salaries. And the like, and I don't know what you could do about that. These schools... I think they're trying to recover some of their monies, because a lot of it's going for salaries and for benefits. Well, that is the problem. That's why I say it's locked in. They can't change that. that. And nobody's going to say, look, we'll cut back on this. We will adopt a statewide uh, uh, contract for employees instead of what, 600 and some school districts. 
and we will cut back the purchasing where you buy something for what it's worth rather than 10 times what it's worth right because some politically connected company got right. got the contract for it and each school has to do it individually there's nothing central there's so much waste in it uh, and the school the only thing my reaction would be to for Antonio is I I'd love to see it and these are things that schools always did cover uh, and I'd like to see it continue but the, you know, there, there was a, an, an intermediary stage here, and that was when the school started sending kids out selling stuff okay. to make money. I think that went from everything being uh, provided yes. through the school budget to that next step, and then the PTA ladies had to raise money. Mm -hmm. So there's always been money raised for these activities and some of the larger activities uh, I know a lot of sports activities they have the kids going door-to-door -door hawking discount cards or wreaths or candles or oh, yeah, what have what you mean, all yeah. kinds of products. We had, we had a child kill doing that he went to the wrong house and a psychopath got him right that 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 boy I forget yeah. his name uh, yeah. yeah I remember that yeah but uh, but, uh, I, but uh, see that and, and another issue is the funding I mean, a lot of these activities, sports, music, what have you, all of the teachers, and, and rightfully so, they're paid a stipend for these extra activities. You can't expect a band director to go out and run a marching band for free as part of their regular salary. They get an, a, a stipend for that season. Well, why? But well, isn't, that, isn't that what he gets paid for? No, he's getting paid for that 9 to 3 job. And, oh, but, the, the, but these marching band jobs, I mean, some of these schools... Just and, and and football as well. That's another full time job in itself. So I mean, uh, they may get between five and seven thousand dollars more a year, mm -hmm. but the school district is supposed to be paying for that that stipend. But now they're having budget problems, would, and that's why these parents are having to pay or subsidize some of these activities. I would suggest the possibility that you consider what was going on and what the economics of running a school district were back when the school could provide all of these things, which they did for Bless years, and then see what has changed. Yeah. The activities haven't changed. Right. The amount of energy expended has not changed. Yeah. So, but but the demands but, on the on the, mm -hmm. on the band programs because some of these are award-winning band programs or well the school district if people protest the school officials the superintendent the, and the people are going to come wringing their hands over the plight of the poor school district we just can't afford this anymore well why can't you afford it well uh, we can we have all these expenses well look show me a copy of the contracts right and let, let's see what's what's happening or show us now. your budget lines let let, yeah. let us understand we're not yeah. stupid we're we're we're, <laughs> we're we're your constituents we're residents we're consumers of the school districts show us where you're spending our money and then maybe we'll understand a little bit more well, or a little bit better. I, I don't know the answer to that. I do not know. Let's see. Somebody else says, problem with paying for sports is that families who are borderline, not poor enough to get reduced lunch, but the family has a hard time with a few more fees in their budget. Oh, of course. This is true. Uh, that is, That's where it's yeah. going to hurt. That's where it's going to stay. A lot of yeah. people can't afford this. But if the school is running the program, Trenton or whoever is going to insist that this be done pro bono for these students. Uh then you get into a lot of corruption. Remember the school lunches in Elizabeth? Right. Oh, yeah. In which the superintendent of schools 
had cheated and was getting her child free lunches right, <laughs> on on the freebie list. A lot of cheating. Hey, uh, Dave's uh, got a good point here. Yeah. You, did you see that story this week, right? You they all, lifted the, uh, the caps the, on the, the Governor Christie cap mm-hmm. on the superintendent salaries. Well, well they were the cap didn't that. work yeah, anyway. Yeah, they were getting around that anyway. What they do are slipping of money under the table. But now you can budget. basically be out in the mm-hmm. open and offer a base salary mm-hmm. well over 175000 a year. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I, I don't issue. have Good don't have an answer to these questions. Uh, yeah, but do you have all, an answer? No, they're they're great questions, and it's like it's a conundrum. What, what's going on? Why, well, what why? you have to do ultimately is separate. Uh, when the Constitution says provide a thorough and efficient education, you make the point that uh, this should be is not part of education per se, which is reading, writing, arithmetic, getting you all prepared to go out into the the workforce, the old industrial education plan, which we still have, uh, that's separate. And the other things are private. I mean, this would be maybe the stance they'd have to take. Right. And if you want your child, well, it's like uh, what the Little League sports. Yes. They, you, you have to pay so much for the equipment or be responsible right. for the but equipment. But that's, that's outside the school system. Yeah, I know that. What I'm talking about, they may end up having to separate these things mm, good and point. saying, look, we have to provide a thorough and efficient education. There's mm-hmm. nothing in there that says about sports programs right. or you know, other programs yeah. which are very worthy. I'll tell you another point. Um, some of these school districts, and not all of them, and some of the towns, not all of them, are really venturing into these public-private partnerships with sponsorships Mm -hmm. and in this day and age there's nothing wrong with that i mean you get a you get a a big company like uh, pepsi for say to to sponsor a sports program or something and they just want some signage to to get some advertisement in exchange for their their goods and services why not if you're cutting the bottom line if you're if it's going to be less out of the uh the the citizens pockets and the the parents and the kids Mm -hmm. pockets Anna, hi Anna. Thanks for your your comments. While I don't agree, we should be paying four million for illegal immigrants' tuition assistance, That's for college, which was right? a big story right. this college, week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a bigger problem: our overblown education system. We spend over thirty-eight billion dollars to keep five hundred eighty-five districts and twelve hundred superintendents. This is very true. Well, this that, is very true. Anna, th- that's but, a, that's a but, staggering I, number. All there. of these people have have these these thoughts, and all of these people have these very very legitimate. Responses and complaints. Yeah. My question to you is: So, what the hell are you going to do about it? Yeah. We've been doing this thirty years. We could have taken Anna's call thirty years ago. Yeah. Same thing obtained. Nobody's going to do it. Nobody does anything about it. And well, what can I do about it? Well, again, I, it's tough. I, it's very tough. I mean, I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> God knows I've been yelling a, enough. Rosemarie's got a good point. If these superintendents were worth their salaries, the New Jersey school systems would be much better. Here, well, here. The idea is that it is, they say the claim is that you know, getting a good superintendent is very rare. It's like finding a rare coin or a rare stone or something mm-hmm. or other. It is a precious thing, and that you have to shell out for it, or else the superintendents will go somewhere else where somebody will pay it. Uh, and no doubt somebody will. Mm-hmm. I know there were superintendents who were threatening to go to Pennsylvania actually came up with offers of more back when uh, the cap is about to be yeah. imposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the thing is, and, and I've said this repeatedly, we have 12, uh, you know, Anna brought up the stat, 1,200 districts here in New Jersey? No. Uh, no I'm sorry, was it? 
1,200 no, superintendents, no, superintendents, 585 yeah, school, districts. school districts. Why do we have more superintendents than we have school districts? Why is there one for each school district? Because you need a superintendent for, let's see, one school I remember had a superintendent for one wing, had a, a, a superintendent. <laughs> no, really. They had the right. west wing superintendent, the east room. Su then you have a superintendent of, of this, that, and something else. Yeah. Uh, and you have assistant superintendents that oversee a, the... A superintendent for... Oh, no, I'm talking about the principals now, right. not the superintendents. Yeah, but okay, but that's the principals they had for the separate parts. But again, I mean, these, super, these, uh, these uh, superintendents have assistant superintendents. Some of these school districts don't even have high schools, and they have superintendents. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't there one superintendent or an assistant that's overseeing the combination of the school districts? I just, I just don't understand. Mount uh -huh. Arlington. Uh, up by me. They uh, had a longtime superintendent. Now, this school district has one to two intermediate schools, no high school. They feed into Roxbury High School. They had a longtime superintendent. That person retired, must have been making $175,000 to $200,000 a year. Mm -hmm. They didn't even consider merging the, the district in that level, to, but they replaced the position. So now they're back with another superintendent for the Mount Arlington <laughs> District with two lousy school systems, as opposed to taking Roxbury's assistant superintendent, who doesn't do much, as opposed to just backing up the existing superintendent. So we, we have just such redundancy and such waste. And that happens well, in districts it, statewide. It's, it's frustrating because we spent... 26 years, or I did, doing the morning program here. The bill is doing very, very well now. And trying to take the torch and carry on with it. But you get into apathy. And the fact that people's political attitudes are ossified. And are you occasionally get something very rare, which is Chris Christie was elected uh, to replace John Corzine, who was the Democrat, who normally would win, hands yeah. down, in a largely Democratic state. Well, I think uh, that, that gets into another problem, yeah, right. but, but occasionally you do get something like that. But that turned out to be a huge disappointment, because after the first term, for all practical purposes, this, this governor who was going to reform things left. Yeah. So, okay, look, uh, again, I would like to have a solution. I would like to have had a solution back, back then. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking and back now, in 26 years of railing about these things, I'm trying to think of one success. And I thought of one the other day, but I can't remember what it is. It must have been a small one. No, oh. you, you made a lot of... You know, so you, 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 you kept people's feet to the fire. And we try to do that to this day here on the station 24-7. Yeah. And, and that's the best we can do. And if that's what you did, you did a great job for all the time you were there. Let, let me, let me, let me switch to, to something else. I want to get to see, uh, comments on, and, and get information from myself on some of these things. So I would say, but the big story on Eyewitness News was a big debate this week that went on on the radio station about whether you should get out of your car at Wawa at the gas station mm -hmm. and go inside to get your hoagie or your bag of uh, pork runs and right. an RC call or whatever oh, you do. And clog, Leave your car and clog, sitting clog there. And clog up the pumps. And clog up the, the people <laughs> waiting behind you. What I don't understand, that to me is simple. No, you should not. Right. I mean, this, this is whether you should leave people waiting in a line like yeah. that, especially at a time when there is a line, when everybody's busy and out and about. Well, you go gallivanting in to look for the bathroom, yeah. I guess, if they have one, or to right. make a, try to decide what you want on your hoagie, and let people sitting there. No! Right. I mean, the, so what's the debate? Why, why, was, why were people coming back supporting it? This is like saying, okay, should you spit in people's faces? No. no. It's the end of the story. But I think we need legislation for that. 
I think we need to spend oh, $40,000 to draft uh, a bill. And, and then you have a bureaucracy. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Should we have it? And then we'll have a debate uh, on it. And you'd have the police doing it. Uh, but uh, I understand this went on and on, and people were... Uh, you know, going really, back and forth? Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, people... Yeah, I've seen that. They clog up the pumps. They'll just leave their car there and... You know, the, 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 the attendant is getting all furious because they're backing well, up at least two or three cars. I don't go there. I, I could never understand this mania, this fetish that people have for cruising around, spending $10 worth of gas, looking for a place where they can save two cents a gallon. Hmm. They do it. Right. And I've questioned people. God, I must have spent $5, you know, driving, driving down around. here. Looking, but, but, but it was three cents cheaper. <laughs> What this is insanity. Yes, it so is. I've, I've never done that. Uh, and again, a, a caller says uh, what Rose Marie says: uh, common courtesy is extinct. Uh, Donna says common common sense is more extinct. <laughs> you are absolutely right. There is no doubt about that. And the, the, uh, you see, there's so much you could get into, and I could sit here and unfortunately, I sometimes tend to get into philosophizing going back. There are historic reasons, I think, that brought us to where we are, which is a, a mess. But one of the, uh, one of the uh, problems is not only common sense. In fact, there are books 20 years old on the death of common sense. Mm. Uh, and this is very, very true. We, nobody uses common sense. Everybody goes by the book. And they find out if you go exactly by the book or the, what's politically correct, you're fine. See, Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice in Wonderland, came up with a great limerick. And this applies. He said, there was a man from Hong Kong who never did anything wrong. He lay on his back with his head in a sack and spoke not a word all day long. And mm. that's what they're turning us into. Yes. There is no critical thinking either. I saw it. Uh, you have to forgive me for going on. See, I sit home all week, and, and I start observing, up. and I build up. And sometimes it's like an explosion occurs. That's what we love about uh, and, it. And it's just all over the place. I, I am right now, my, my brain is, 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 has 50 pounds of stuff jammed into a 20-pound bag. Let it out, bro. And I'm not going to tell you what the stuff is. You can pick <laughs> that up. But I saw a magazine. And the, mag the headline, big headline said, Can anyone stop Trump's collusion with Russia in the 2020 election? Well, what does that say? That means it's a proven fact that there's going to be That's collusion. That's already happening, right. Yeah. But no, there's, there's, no, there's right. no evidence of that. And yet they're saying that. And, but you throw anything out at people, and uh, people will buy it. Absolutely. It's like a giant ideological sewer factory is blown up. Right. <laughs> and everybody's caught in the fallout of it. Is it just me that, or, or are some people cheering for the country to go into a recession? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Certainly, the opposition party, because mainly the uh, the Trump, the uh, the Republican Party now, main campaign asset is the economy, which seems to be moving along pretty well. And so, in order to upset that, they don't care if everybody's out in the street, you know, destitute. But this would be a weapon in the election against them, yeah. saying, "Okay, so if the economy's collapsed, ha ha ha, put us back in, we'll save it." Now they've always done that. As Charles Barkley, the great philosopher and basketball player, <laughs> once said, the Democratic Party has been the party of the poor for, what was it, 85 years. And the poor are still just as poor. <laughs> but nobody, uh, nobody right. notices that. Yeah. Oh, let, let me, I'm, I'm just jumping again. Uh, 
Oh, the weather. We're talking about the weather. Yeah. And we've had this series of storms. I get these uh, alerts from nice. AccuWeather. Scares the heck out of you, right? Yeah. Your phone yeah, goes off. One, actually, yeah. we're talking about tornado warning. They're actually urging people to go to a safe place, go to the yeah. cellar, uh, which I didn't do. Fortunately, You're still here? Somebody else, well, I, I made it through that. But it gets a little bit scary. But also we had this, remember the high wind? My power was out just because of a high wind. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, what do they call it? Something force winds. Gale, gale force For three wind. days, uh, straight yeah. something wind. But, and then we had another one, and I thought recently, and I figured out what it was. It was not the weather. This wind was caused, I think, by an enormous mass sigh of relief when Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> passed away. Can you imagine the size of relief on people in, For, in all over the world in oh high man. places? He had some stuff on people from what we're understanding. Yeah. But the, the great thing is, all of a sudden, the old saying, dead men tell no tales, is, whew, what a relief. Mm. And I don't think this is left to uh, I don't think it's an ex and current president who. No, I, don't, I don't think it's over with yet, though. Well, I don't know what. See, these things blow over. Somebody will come up with something else to right. cover it up, yeah. because there is allegedly, yeah. supposedly, such a representation of the power structure of the world involved in that. Mm, yes. There's been a, a an English commentator, a writer, David Ike who's been saying this for years <laughs> and naming names of all of these people and uh, he says and, and it's amazing but another thing the uh the business of shaming okay. see everything is shaming right now. now we're familiar with fat shaming this is supposed to be because you're not supposed to make anybody feel bad now for example i mean the fat shaming has gone so far a college in california of course had taken down a sign at the dormitory telling students, uh, take the stairs instead of the elevator, you will save so many calories. They had to take it down because of a big demonstration. You know, it got wild because that was fat shaming. Uh, but all the shamings, we get body shaming. Mm -hmm. We get, uh, I've heard slut shaming. You hear really? that? Really? Uh, that's been yeah, used. probably, yeah, uh, social media. Yeah. The uh, uh, gender shaming. Right. Age shaming. Right. Uh, now, I got one, a new one here, sweat shaming. Oh, if you, if you sweat a lot, if you perspire, you stink? No, what happened in this, set this off, is a woman who had been jogging went into a, I think it was a Starbucks, and she was leaning on the counter sweating, and somebody in the line behind said something about it. Not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. He's yelling, they're sweat shaming, they're demonstrating outside <sighs> Starbucks or wherever it was. Uh, wow. I... What's the last one? Now, uh, well, the last one, uh, this story. Okay, I'm moving along as best I can. No, Thank I'm just you. looking at that one now. Yeah. Uh, all, all people, or Christian shaming, too, is big. Okay. Uh, shaming people because they've announced that they are a member of this group or sympathetic with it. Uh, old people. Now, I love this one. This was a story of a couple of advanced years. I don't know how advanced. From what I saw, they were probably 10 years younger than I am. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the waiter was, they had a big crowd of people in there, and the waiter was trying to keep everything straight. And at the top of one of the tickets, just to keep straight who was at the table, he just put on their uh, old people. Mm. And somehow they saw it. It came back in the bill. Mm. They were so irate. They were raising hell, and they're getting everybody involved. And again, you get into picketing hmm. because he wrote old people. 
Now, what did he I mean by that? that well, he, what he meant was he was recognizing this table. This is where the old people are sitting. Otherwise, here's you know other people. It was an identification thing. Yeah. It never crossed his mind that was disparaging. Waiter right. may have been old too. I don't know. Right. You know what is old? There's an old uh, Buddhist, uh, the Karen Buddhist saying that uh, it is it is wrong to confuse getting old with aging. Mm, right. I mean, there's two different things. Yeah. <laughs> so, and these people, I swear, I saw a picture of them, and they did look, like, you know, Methuselah, uh, us, or whatever yeah. you call it. But, but the point is that everybody got so upset about that. I mean, it wouldn't bother me. You're not old enough to even have a say in this, except move on, right? I know what you're I'm thinking. I'm starting to get my cards. I know what you're thinking. But uh, anyway, the, the shaming thing has, is uh, just. Uh, now, what else we're talking about here? You want, did you finish with the um, the property tax thing with the uh, elderly lady? No, well, that, that is just extreme disappointment. Extreme disappointment. Uh, I had thought very naively, once it became evident that the, I guess tax people, I guess local officials, you know, whoever imposes the tax, let's say the officials, were going to. And it became evident that they were going to uh, evict this evict this lady, yeah. who was what 104 reportedly. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter her age, really. She'd had the house since the 1940s. She was elderly. Now I don't know if some local tax person, if you said, "Hey, why don't give her a free ride for God's sake? She's paid taxes for what 60 years, right. and uh, she she <laughs> she's done the best she can. So she's behind in her taxes. Why are you evicting her for heaven's sweet sake?" Yes, and, and somebody should have risen up in a higher authority. Yes. I did not hear one politician no. say one word about it. Well, I guess the answer would be, well, she should get off her lazy butt and go to work. Come on, she's 104 years old. But I, I saw a glimmer, and this is my own fault. I was blowing smoke you know, myself. Uh, this story that uh, you would think that there would be some kind of an outcry. Yeah. Other than uh, Bill Spady in the morning right. here on the radio station, yeah. maybe Dennis and Judy, and maybe Bill and, and Jeff, and Jeff, I don't know. Uh, but I didn't hear anything other than that come outside it. What is the problem with people? Why do you put up with this? You don't have to put up with it. The only, the only elected official I've ever heard talk about that was John Wisniewski, the assemblyman, during the uh, Democratic uh, gubernatorial primary, mm -hmm. the last one, he was the only one that came up with that as a platform, as a plank on his platform, was that the state should provide this thorough and efficient service. He's absolutely right. Went right by. He obviously didn't yeah. get the nomination, probably because he didn't have enough money to buy it, as the right. incumbent uh, no doubt yeah. did. Uh, and so it's... Well, again... Years of screaming about this, and it's just hard to get anybody to. If we had initiative and referendum, we'd get somewhere, but we don't. Right. People and people should be yelling for that. All the politicians are afraid of it. Yeah. So this is, I guess, uh, I was talking about the Californiaization of New Jersey, the governor. We mentioned the governor. Uh, I saw a story this morning. I just saw it fleetingly on my way out of the house. California is being overrun with rats. Have you seen that? Yes. 
It did. Los Angeles, Terrible right? thing. Los Angeles, right? LA. You got a lot of homeless out there. Same for San Francisco. Well, you see, what happened with a lot of that is at one time somebody came up with this great law that says, oh, these people, see, a lot, a lot of the people who are so-called homeless, they're also mentally challenged, right. if you want. Now, they were all let out. We can't have institutions for them anymore where they could get care, proper care. Right. closed them. Right. Because we closed them down. Yeah. I think there was a frontline story on public uh, television yeah. about that one time. And it's, it's, it just threw them out on the street, talking about people being thrown out on the street, which is why this sort of top popped up in my mind. But here's the thing with California and the rats. Now, we know that rats were responsible for carrying the fleas that caused the plague. <laughs> Conditions, I have read, are pretty ripe for another spread of, of a pandemic like that, borne by uh, rodents or animals or insects. There have been a couple of cases of the plague, the great bubonic plague, just isolated cases. So this is a possibility. The other possibility is that I had read that a person, I believe it was a minister, who ministered to these homeless, which are just packing the streets of San Francisco and Los Angeles, were told, while the state is spending all of its aid money for people on immigrants, mm and apparently not paying too much attention to the streets being smeared with refuse from these people and the people's own health are out there, poor souls. But he contracted the flesh-eating virus cool. somehow or other in that environment. Um, yeah. Now that's, that's bad. You're familiar with that, yeah. of course. And we had one case in New Jersey. This, this person had to have his arm amputated. Mm. Uh, and I think on a leg, but he apparently is back out in the wheelchair trying to do it again. But, but this somehow in that environment he picked that up. Now you could get a whole epidemic of that, and the uh, what the case in South Jersey was really bad. A man got uh, the flesh-eating virus from crabbing down in the Delaware River down in South hmm. Jersey. Uh, they say that's where he picked it up, and he started losing one limb after the other. I mean, it's a horrible thing to try to get ahead of it. Right. And they never did get ahead of it, and of course he died. Hmm. But when you start thinking about making New Jersey another California, you see what's going to happen. What is going to happen, I'm not going to happen, but people have suggested that uh, they separate the states, that we have another secession, but we do it peacefully. The blue state people form a, a, a union, and the red state people form a union. Now the red states are uh, the blue states are largely on the coast, coastal states, yes. Washington, Oregon, and California, New Jersey, New York, and the like on the east. So that could probably be done. Uh, and the center, of course, we have the, uh, the red states, which are the conservative states, uh, and separate them, make them into separate uh, what, entities with their own laws, their own economies, their own cultures, which they could keep, and there'd be cooperation between the two. My prediction is that this could not last for one very simple reason. In the red states, the central states, life would go on, the economy would go on, much tradition would go on, just as ever, and they would probably become somewhat prosperous. There would be manufacturing going on, there a lot of agriculture going on. The blue states, the progressive states, would end up wasting what resources they had on social programs, and pretty soon, they would be fighting the other states 
to survive. Right. <laughs> they want to go in and pillage and plunder, or whatever it is, or, or I want to be bailed out right. by them. So I think that that's some, get that get that plan out of your head. So uh, George up here says he's just joining us here on Facebook Live. Do we have any mention of the governor this morning? He hasn't had his coffee yet. They do not mention the governor. Um, I, I, what about I, that $4 million that they've appropriated for illegal immigrants' uh, tuition? Well, why does that surprise everybody? I mean, that was telegraphed they were going to do it. The goal is to have, what, free borders, open immigration, anybody who wants to come in and take what you can get. That is the goal. And when, when these people who are who subscribe to that particular ideology, that philosophy, when they get into some kind of power, this is what they're going to do. Yeah. Far be it so my, lesson, yeah. my, my suggestion is that when we have another gubernatorial election, you think very hard about these things and see if you want that or not. Now, if you're electing somebody who calls himself a progressive, and I'm sure there are many fine people who are progressives, good people, but these would be the extremes, uh, and yet you know pretty well that this is the, their politically correct uh, ideology. This is what they are going to push for. So this would, when do we have another gubernatorial election? I think, I think it's going to be a uh, couple of years. Yeah, it has yeah. to be a couple of years away, the presidential election. Yeah, 21. And the same 20. thing with the presidential 20. election. Think of what you want. Uh, and people have got to get over this knee-jerk yeah. thing. I'm going to vote for this particular party. Yeah. Uh, once you've okay, George says once you've lived in a town and paid taxes for fifty years, after fifty-one year, fifty-first uh, year, I guess you should be exempt. Sure, right. you should not have to pay the education part of it in the first place. Paying local taxes, fine. You have to do that. Right. You're getting law enforcement. Most of us, or many of us, are getting garbage disposal. I think that's very. Uh, occasionally, they'll patch a hole in the street. It's very, very fair. And, and mine is mine is is fair. I don't like you know. I'd rather pay less, but it's in, fair. In a lot of towns, sixty or seventy percent of the is, of your taxes uh -huh. go to the schools. Go to the school, school system, yeah. which is becoming more and more simply an indoctrination right. system, but, with not a whole hell of a lot of any <laughs> pragmatic use being taught. Thirty percent is better well. Than how do you whole? get a school district in New Jersey that's paying what I think it's pushing $35,000 a year per head per student and their graduate the, the graduation rate is is down close to nothing right or down to 20% or something businesses feel this i've had uh, many people especially in the in the building trades say they can't hire somebody with a with a high school diploma because they haven't learned how to read warning signs <laughs> and if one of them does something and gets an injury it's we get sued for it, yeah. simply because they cannot read a warning that's, what, six feet high. Right. So, uh, oh, the assisted suicide bill has been thwarted, I understand. Okay. That, that's on what hold right now. Right. They had a, a provision in there that I wondered about at the time, and that provision, was, th this leads to a very cynical thought. And, uh, of course, we're not cynical. Uh, no, not far, at far all. Be no. it. I mean, we're certainly very open-minded about yes. our, our officials, our leaders, and fully support them, of course. Uh, my legislature, right or wrong, you know, the old saying. But uh, there was a provision in there that required a doctor to sign off on somebody yeah. who wanted an assisted suicide. And the doctor, if, he, if a doctor did not sign off on it, they would pass it on to another doctor. Right. And if he didn't sign off on it, presumably this would go on and on until they found a doctor who would right. sign off on it. Yeah. 
Uh, you could find a doctor who would do anything or, or anybody else, if you go far enough. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like you could get you could get somebody to testify in court for anything, pay them enough money. So I and the cynical thought is that in as much as this is on hold, the state, whether you like it or not, ever thought of it or not, ends up making some money on this. Because every time in New Jersey somebody dies, there is an estate tax. Mm. The exit <laughs> and tax. And it's a big one, a healthy uh, one. Yeah. There is an estate tax. And there are the so-called death taxes. Mm -hmm. And then the heirs get taxed. <laughs> yeah. So I just wonder how many people, they're not going to say this, but in the back of their mind, boy, this is going to be a whole lot of people go out yeah. and, and avail themselves of assisted suicide. Yeah. It's going to bring in a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, that could buy me a lot of votes if we right. spend that money when it comes in with certain, you know, programs. Right. It's a cynical thought. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, uh, good show tonight. Uh, Eric Scott's got our next in our town hall series oh, at 7 o'clock tonight. And the topic is child mental health services here in New Jersey. They'll have a, a panel of experts uh, live on the air on New uh -huh. Jersey 101.5 FM at 7 o'clock and right here on Facebook Live. So oh, really? Right, stream, right where you are? Okay, then. Here and, Eric, you know, Eric is, see, I've been doing this a long time, and I've worked with some very good people in the industry on many levels. Eric is the best interviewer I have ever encountered. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric, Eric is ingenious. And the entire news team and then the uh, news working team, behind course, him. Work. Yep, absolutely. I've got just one more thing. We're, we're probably getting toward the end of the yeah. marathon here. People are running in, handing us bottles of water. So, <laughs> say, time to get off the stage. You to get, like, the gong show. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. We'll give Lou a, a, a crook. Something to ponder. Uh, I'll leave you thinking of this. The great liberal paradox. I don't know, Bob, what do you, what you think of this? The great liberal paradox. And this is, has to do with the guns. There's a great outcry, naturally, after these latest shootings. Yeah. Uh, but but we're not, I'm not going to talk about how you control guns. I, I haven't the faintest idea. You get thoughts. Here is the here is the here is the paradox. <coughs> thirty-four people. Now this is horrible. This is tragic. But in one week, thirty-four people died in Gilroy, in El Paso, and in Dayton. And so something hits the fan, and everybody is out for condemning that, which you should. There's no doubt about that. The same week. Uh, this is all in a week. The same week, according to the Centers for Disease Control, there were 2,100 abortions performed. <sighs> so that is 2,100 lives gone, lost. thwarted or lost. And the same people who are apoplectic about the gun crimes are actually encouraged that. That, to me, is something of a paradox. Something to think about. It's absurd. Also, how many people are yelling about Chicago? Was it last week they had 54 shootings in Chicago? Mm -hmm. And it got so bad that the hospitals in that area had to stop taking patients. So if you were having a heart attack, or your wife, or your family, you couldn't get them in that hospital because there were so many gun victims in there. Selected, selected outrage. There are so many more things I wanted yep. to talk about, but uh, another time. It's been fun, we're getting as invited. always. Yeah, I should put my, uh, put my yeah, mask Put your mask on. you got to get out I gotta, there. i got to get out there. All right. And, uh, get you. Let me help you in, out there. In the atmosphere. Get that oh, good. Let's see. Oh, yeah, flip that around. Oh, that's nice. The company okay. provides a dresser for go. me. <laughs> okay, have yourself. Oh, hopefully, this is being recorded on Thursday. Hopefully, this is the last day of that. Of the, of the bad weather. Uh, of, yep, of the, it's going to get better over the weekend. And.
Clear skies, blue skies, and nice uh, fresh air coming up. Jeff. Oh, God. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Gearhart's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. 